The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 10th chapter. Beginning with the 32nd verse. And they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was walking ahead of them. And they were amazed, and those who followed were afraid. And taking the twelve again, he began to tell them what was to happen to him, saying, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles, and they will mock him and spit on him and flog him and kill him. And after three days, he will rise. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Or to be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, We are able. Then Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And the baptism with which I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or at my left is not mine to grant, but it is for those for whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called them and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those who they recognize as rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be your servant, whoever wishes to be first among you, must be slave of all. For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And at this time, I invite all of the young and young at heart forward for a special message.
Will you pray with me? Gracious Lord, by your hand, lift us up. Give us strength and give us peace to know that you are our God and we are your people. Help us in all good things to be strengthened by your good gifts. The gift of water that makes us clean. The gift of bread and wine that feeds us for the days of head. The gift of your word that leads us and guides us in all things and reminds us that you are with us. All these things and all the things of our hearts we lift before you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you have, how many of you, that tongue tied, have ever asked for something and were immediately made to regret it? I see a couple heads nodding, a couple hands. Does anybody want to share what they asked for? That's okay. Grant us to sit one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you don't know what you're asking for. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink? Or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? As soon as James and John ask for this thing... Jesus makes them regret it with his difficult words, but not only that, the other disciples make them regret it too because they are angry. It seems like James and John have forgotten how just a few weeks ago, Jesus took a little child and set her on his lap and said, whoever wants to be first and greatest among you must be least and last and servant of all. But what's more likely is that James and John didn't forget. What's more likely is that they didn't care. You see, we started a few verses early this morning because the disciples are following Jesus on this road. This road to Jerusalem. This road that leads toward the lion's den, the place where all of the people who are plotting to kill Jesus are gathered. And Jesus is just strolling along like nothing's happening, like nothing's wrong. The people who are waiting on Jesus want to trap him and kill him like they did John the Baptist. And his disciples are beginning to realize that this is about to get very real for them. And some stuff's going to hit the fan. And so James and John want to make sure that the past three years of their life haven't been a waste And they're going to get something out of this this walk that they've been going on. Even if it means that their master and their teacher is dead. Following Jesus. Following Jesus is a scary, amazing, terrifying thing. Following Jesus may very well result in being mocked and disgraced spat upon and scandalized in the very same manner that he was. Rejected by the world that rejects God's good gift of love, of forgiveness, and of mercy. Following Jesus may very well be a call to die. To give of all that we have and all that we are to the neighbor whom God has called us to love 
and serve, even if that neighbor doesn't want that gift. Following Jesus is a call from the Holy Spirit, and God's good gift of baptism is the entrance into that journey with Jesus along the road. Remember that John, as he was baptizing along the Jordan River, told the crowds that he was baptizing with water. But one would come after him who would baptize with the Holy Spirit. That is the baptism that Jesus is talking about today. A baptism that shows itself in the form of betrayal, scandal, his passion, his death, and yes, his resurrection. In this gift from God, we receive God's very presence and power through the Holy Spirit given to and for us. Who among us would ask for such a thing? Knowing the end of Jesus' story, who among us would ask for the same cup or the same baptism that are marked with suffering, with death? We truly don't know what we're asking for when we come to this font. But Jesus offers the gift anyway. The waters of new birth that carry us right into the tomb where his body lay for three days. And on to through the other side to the glorious resurrection of his Easter body. Baptism, this, this showering, this bath of the Holy Spirit that cleanses us from sin and adopts us as children of God. In this blessed union, this wonderful gift of water and word, our life finds its new beginning in Jesus, but also its end. Jesus told James and John that they would drink from the same cup and they would share in his baptism. They would suffer mockery as they healed the sick in his name. They would be reviled and spat upon as they lifted up those whom had been made low, who had been denied a voice or considered to be a lesser human. They would suffer as the love that they offered in Jesus' name was rejected and ridiculed by a world that favors power and wealth. But for every instance of pain and of suffering, there are cries, cries of joy and promises of new life doublefold. Jesus promises that the lowly will be lifted up. Jesus promises that the sinner will have their sin taken away from them. Jesus promises that the dead will rise and come to know the fullness of God's love for us and the power of Jesus' resurrection. Jesus promises that the young will cry with shouts of joy and happiness and that all creation will be made new through the gift of water and word. Here in baptism... We're shown our utter helplessness, our utter dependence on God. And the depths of God's forgiveness and love that are given for us. In baptism, we're shown that even the smallest, the weakest, the most vulnerable in our society 
are loved, are cherished, and are invited into communion with God. We, like James and John, may very well ask for a seat of power, a seat of greatness and glory. We want everything in our lives to be financially stable. We want to be safe in our homes. We want a seat of authority and influence over the world. We want to sit at Jesus' side telling the evil rulers of this world that they're wrong and that their time has come, shouting down others who spout nonsense and lies and abuses at other people. We want to administer to creation by dismantling all of the things that we see are wrong and correcting the false statements about God and God's people and God's kingdom. But that's not what Jesus shows us. That's not what Jesus wants for us. That's not what he offers. He offers for us the paths not of queens and kings, but of servants and healers. When God brings us to this font, something happens. Something changes in us. We are shown that what God has in store for us, our, our salvation as disciples of Jesus, is something that takes shape long before the water ever dries off of our foreheads. And so as we walk through this life, we walk wet, changed and shaped by this gift, encountering others who are angry with God, who are angry with the church, who are angry with the state of our current political affairs, who are angry at the world in general, for whatever reason. And because we walk through this world wet, our baptism in the death and resurrection of Jesus calls us to not only speak a word of comfort to those people, to hear that word of comfort for ourselves, but to be an agent of peace and wholeness in service to the afflicted. Listen to those who feel that God does not hear their cries. And by your presence with them, show them otherwise. Walk along, alongside of those who feel that the church has, has misused its, its power and its authority and the office of trust. Be with those people. And in humble love and in mercy, by your presence, show them otherwise. Show this world that the church is not concerned with its own wealth or its own power or a seat beside of Jesus in heaven. Show this world that we're concerned with the things that God is concerned with. The health and the wholeness of all creation. Loving the neighbor that God has called us to love and serve and be in fellowship with. Take heart when you see neighbors who are treated as second-class citizens or as animals and denied their voice in the public, in the courts, or even in the polls. But don't just see their anguish 
and recognize their suffering. Go and vote. Go speak on their behalf and give voice to the voiceless. Serve others using the gifts and the opportunities that God has equipped you with to lift up those who have been made low. Following Jesus may never give us everything that we want. Safety, security, fame, wealth, power, what have you. But in baptism, in this gift, we're given everything that we could never ask for. When we feel unforgivable or unlovable, we hear and see and feel that God has forgiven us and God loves us and has given us a people to forgive and love us in return. In baptism, God gives us what we could never think to ask for. Redemption from our wrongdoing. Healing for our brokenness. And love in our loneliness. In these waters and in the meal that sustains the baptized. Through bread and through wine, God gives us the Holy Spirit. Promises us that He will be with us now and into the end of the age and gives us the strength to give thanks and praise to God for those things. God comes to us in these things. These ordinary, everyday things that we need to be clean and to be fed. And shows us what it means to grow in faith together. Here in these gifts, we come as beggars before God, asking for something that we don't know what we're asking for. But receiving everything that we could ever imagine beyond comprehension. God's love, God's forgiveness, God's mercy. Come to these waters reminded that God loves you and has claimed you as his own. Come to this table to taste and see that the Lord is indeed good. Come together and give thanks to the Lord our God. In Christ's name, amen.